Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Pastors, psychologists, and psychiatrists, we are not enemies. Let me say that again. Pastors, psychologists, and psychiatrists, we are not enemies. We have a common denominator. We differ with the numerator, which means our numerator is different. Uh, but our denominator is the same. We are all three working for one purpose, and that's to help uh, hurting humanity and help them find relief or resolve. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul said, uh, may the God of peace sanctify you wholly, not H-O-L-Y, W-H-O-L-L-Y. And then he goes on to define that because there's a semicolon there. He said spirit, soul, and body. The pastor deals with the spirit. The psychologist deals with the soul, the mind. Sometimes it's not cast it out, it's talk it out. And the psychiatrist deals with the body. I absolutely believe in medicine. Um, I authentically believe in, moder in modern medical science. I believe in them. You know what I'm saying? When I get a headache, I don't lay hands on myself. I go get a Tylenol. I'm not the type of Christian that I get a headache and I just endure it the whole day and just let it sit there for two days. So, I got this headache, but I'm believing God. Oh, I don't do that. I go right to my medical cabinet and I take a Tylenol and that thing is gone within 40 minutes. I'm not that guy. All right? So, um, I believe that all three are working uh, for the same common goal, which means to bring relief or to bring resolve. All right. So, um, I'm sorry that I disappointed all of you. Pagani, you're my champion. What? Like you believe in medicine? Like 
You believe in doctors? What about your faith, brother? I mean, get up out of here with that. All right? I believe in going to the emergency room if something's going on. All right? And laying hands and praying while I'm on my way. Did you catch it? Uh, we're not enemies. The Apostle Paul said that God is desiring to sanctify your spirit. Now, we do that through the blood of Jesus. And he said God wants to sanctify your soul, which means we're doing that by the renewing of my, our mind, counseling and, and, and being held accountable and, um, and taking personal responsibility about what you're thinking about in your mind is absolutely essential. And I also believe uh, that uh, Paul said in this body, dwells no good thing, which means there are things in this physical body that we have yet to really, uh, really explore and tap into. And what we know is that the Bible says, you know, the, the Bible is very clear uh, when, it, when it talks about um, that the flesh is enmity against God. And I'm not talking about your flesh nature, your body, your body is also and that is why you have to crucify the flesh, right? Or the correct term is subject the flesh, which means you've got to put your flesh under submission, which means this body of yours. And sometimes um, medicine might be what's needed um, for, um, for the regulation of your body. Now, what does this got to do with autism? All right, now here is where uh, things get a little tricky because before um, we could jump into resolving autism, we have to first define what is the root cause of autism. And here is where many of us right now, we are going to defer and we're going to have different views. None of our views are wrong because nobody has an absolute answer, but I personally don't believe that autism is a demon, but I do believe that demons use autism. Let me say that again. I personally don't believe that autism and Down syndrome, Down syndrome um, and Tourette's and I don't believe that it is a demon. I don't believe it's a demon. All right. But I do believe that demons do use. Now, the reason why I am sharing this is because, um, one, I'm trying to let you know my particular stance on this. And unfortunately, uh, what I'm about to say is going to be a little rough, but don't bring me your autistic children because I'm not going to cast out a demon out of them because I don't believe it's a demon. And it, and it saddens me in my heart when parents become so desperate. They become so, so desperate that they'll believe anything, even things that, uh, even things that aren't theologically sound. You know, when a person is desperate, they don't care about theology. Let me tell you something. When a person, when a person is desperate enough, they'll even turn to witchcraft to help their babies. And they're Christian. You know, uh, you see what I'm saying? Uh, especially if they don't know their Bible, you know. Um, um, but um, in order for us to be able to help 
you know, um, those that are special needs, we have to first have a proper diagnosis and not a misdiagnosis. And what I have found is that a large percentage of believers, because of ignorance, and because they just, and because of lack of resources and finances, they just don't educate themselves because folks is broke and broke people are superstitious. They'll just, they'll just go to a witch doctor. Oops, I mean pastor. Oh, you missed that revelation. Uh, they'll go to a shaman. Oops, I mean prophet. They, they don't know any better. They'll be like, man, somebody help my baby. <laughs> help me. Help me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's because um, uh, most Christians, if you're a minority, especially if you're a minority, we live in a red, red light district uh, system, which means the system is not de the system is designed to keep us out. All right. Um, and the system will fight us when we try to get in. So ignorance has been uh, the greatest. Uh, there's been a greatest has been the greatest um, catalyst for. Uh, mis misdiagnosis. Now let me let me share with you. I've uh, I've done over six hundred to seven hundred deliverance sessions. Every deliverance session that I try to do when it comes to autism, I have failed. I have yet to see um, an autistic child brought to me that I actually was able to help and get them fully delivered. As a matter of fact. During one deliverance session with an autistic child, the child actually got up and ran out the church. The kid was so swift. He was like, ran out the building. We had to chase him down the block. And I'm going to tell you what happened was the blankets for our church, you know, the altar call blankets. You know what I'm talking about? We have them in different colors. You know, most churches just have it in white. In our church, we have different colors, right? Well, I didn't know at that time that there are certain colors that agitate a autistic child. So, so the ushers had these prayer blankets around the child because we didn't want nobody to see. This was after service. We had no, well, I didn't have any idea that that would stimulate the child and the child would take off running out the building. You know, um, so you know we you know we we learned a lesson. You know, and the parents were just standing there like. Just not knowing what to do. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. A couple months later, we attempted it again on someone else. And halfway, halfway through the process, um, it dawned on me. It just, it just dawned on me. Just, you know, deliverance worker. You don't have to be so forceful with it. If you would just take your time. And just flow in the anointing. You'll allow God to. So while I'm just kind of flowing. I just felt the Holy Spirit just kind of tell me. This is not a demon. You need to educate yourself son. On how to handle autistic children. And thank God that in our sanctuary. We had a couple of. Uh, we have a couple of teachers. Autistic children. And they kind of gave me that look from a distance. And afterwards they were saying. You know pastor. You know I deal with children like this. Um, you know, the ushers and the intercessors didn't really know what they were doing. Let me help you. Let me tell you, let me help you understand, you know, autism, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and they gave me, um, you know, just some advice, uh, as a pastor on how to, 
how to regulate. Now, uh, let's backtrack. Let's go back to, okay, so you can't confront what you can't diagnose. Let me say that again. And to sit here and say that autism is a demon, uh, that's a misdiagnosis. Can autism be a demon? I wouldn't be surprised if there is a demon called autism. Is every autistic case an autism demon? To sit here and say, yes, you're dead wrong. That's not even Bible. As a matter of fact, there's no Bible to talk about that. that don't give me Mark chapter 9. That's epilepsy. That is not autism. All right? So don't sit here and say, yeah, the epileptic boy. Oh, that's epilepsy, baby. That's not autism. That's not Tourette's. All right? So you can't, you can't say one without the, without the other. You know what I'm saying? You can't bunch them all in. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, so let's, let's try our best. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is parents, I don't want you to get angry at the church. First, let me say this. To every parent that is angry at the church because your church won't help to take your autistic child through spiritual warfare. Oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. Because you don't know if it's a demon. You don't know it's a demon. You don't know. Don't tell me the Holy Ghost told you. Don't, 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 the Holy Ghost ain't tell you. No, no. You're just desperate. You're just desperate. Why don't you just say, I think the Holy Spirit told me that it might be a demon. Could you help me? But to sit here... And just throw your autistic child on some minister and say, God is telling me that you don't want to help me. And that minister's like, I have no idea how to deal with autism, you know, and, you know, um, you know. Uh, okay, so um, we, need to, we need to properly, as pastors and leaders, um, even factor in some of the natural uh, root causes of what could be potentially um, the root cause or the diagnosis for uh, for autism. Let me give you let me give you some examples. All right, we've been eating. Now I'm not saying this is it, but let's look at various factors. Uh, we've been we've been eating uh, synthetic. Processed foods heavily infused with pesticides for our whole life. You mean to tell me that there aren't no... Haven't you noticed that the processed foods that we eat don't have on the Twinkie that you eat side effects of eating this for 10 years? Okay. Sulfuric acid. Now, I'm not saying this is the cause... But the vast majority of the foods that we eat is, is either, watch this, uh, dipped in wax or, or made with sulfuric acid. We're basically eating 0.001 acid for 10 years straight. You don't think that genetically and biologically when we have children... If someone was addicted to Kool-Aid, let's just say Kool-Aid, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and we spent a whole lot, how about this, addicted to Coca-Cola. And we know Coca-Cola, you know what I'm saying, is straight molasses and acid. And we addicted to that stuff from like 9 years old to 29. And then you having babies. 
You don't think that that all of these synthetic uh, uh, chemicals of the food and the food dyes, D-Y-E-S, that they that they put on top of our food all mixed together, you don't think that 15 years of addicted to, you know, um, you know, um, Twinkies or whatever, potato chips, you don't think that, that there could be something biologically and genetically not to mention the soy that we eat through hundreds of Big Macs that we eat and french fries dipped in, like, not to mention all the other stuff uh, that's, that's going on. And that's just with the food that we eat. That's just food. I'm just kind of, let me ask you, have you considered that it, it could be that? Genu- I'm genuinely asking, or, or are you going to say autism is Leviathan? Are you just going to default into the Bible says? Okay, so tell me, what is the effects of eating all that stuff at the end of 15 years? Okay, okay, I- I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. It's a demon. All right. Okay, but tell me, genetically, what's going to happen to our babies if you were addicted to smoothies your whole life? You're, you know... Uh, and you having children, and all you know is you're addicted to Red Bull and energy drinks. You know, just, I'm giving you one perspective, so that way we could kind of really analyze, analyze this stuff. You know, tell me. And I haven't even gotten into the vaccinations yet. I'm, I'm dealing with food right now. Don't you think uh, that genetically, there could be some alteration going on when we are having our children after eating unhealthy for the first 25% of our lives. Don't you think that there'll be some genetic modification going on uh, inherently within uh, the binary codes, within the reproductive system? You know, some of these, some of these energy drinks and stuff like that affect the reproductive organs like not including cigarettes, alcohol and all of that other stuff alright, okay so that's one area okay let's look at the second area like let's look at the let, let, let's look at the second area is um, we really don't know what they're injecting in our children when we get them when we uh, get their vaccinations. We really don't know what they're putting in these vaccinations. Now, I'm not saying don't get vaccinated. Uh, I've been vaccinated, all right? Well, not for COVID-19 or anything like that, but, you know, um, I've taken my flu shot. I don't take it every year, uh, but there have been some years that I've taken it, um, and um, I've had my chicken pox and uh, measles and, and, you know, and all of that stuff, you know, not including all of this new stuff. When I went to Africa uh, three years ago, yeah, yeah, two and a half, yeah, going on three years ago, when I went to Nigeria, I couldn't enter the country uh, without getting, uh, without getting my uh, vaccinations uh, for malaria. You see what I'm saying? So I had to prove I couldn't get into the country without getting that shot. And that yellow card for yellow fever. I had to have a yellow card for yellow fever. You know what I'm saying? 
what you gonna tell me? That I injected demons inside of me because pharmakia means sorcery? Oh, come on, man. Like, you need to get delivered from legalism, man. Like, what you gonna, what you gonna tell me that I willingly got myself a demon? Like, come on, put, put that vaccine in me. And then I, I come on, pharmakia, come into me, like the movie Exorcist. Remember the priest at the end? He was like, come into me. Like, so when I got vaccine, I'm literally telling Leviathan, come into me. So watch this. Leviathan is in me, but I'm casting out Leviathan. So Leviathan is casting out Leviathan? <laughs> like, listen, man, and I'm being sarcastic right now with that statement. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I got vaccinated for yellow fever before I went to Africa. So it, when I got vaccinated, I inherited Babylon, Babylon pharmakia spirit. Came inside of me. So it's crazy. So all these demons I've been casting out is pharmakia working against the kingdom of darkness. Like Satan is casting out Satan because I got Satan in me because I got vaccinated. Like, like that don't make no... You see how foolish that sound? You see how foolish that sound? Okay. So vaccines could be uh, various... Um, there are side effects to vaccinations. There are side effects. There really are uh, side effects to uh, vaccination. Now, now, don't worry. We're going to get into the word. We're trying to diagnose. We're trying to diagnose because the Bible doesn't talk about autism. No, it doesn't. It talks about epilepsy, but epilepsy is not autism. Epilepsy is not autism. Epilepsy is not even Down syndrome. All right? Uh, people become... Down syndrome where because they're missing a chromosome. All it takes is one chromosome off and the child is born with Down syndrome. And let me tell you something. People with Down syndrome can lead productive lives. All right? Um, third, third thing is this. Um, and you guys could, you guys could like jump in uh, in, the, in the chat room uh, a little bit. Now watch this. Um, yeah. Okay. The third thing is um, pharmaceutical companies um, operate what is called problem-reaction-solution. Problem-reaction-solution is a particular kind of warfare. Problem-reaction-solution is a tactical uh, art of war. What does it mean? It means I create, I create the problem because I have the solution. So that way, I could provide the solution and cash in on it. Did you catch what I just said? It's called problem, reaction, solution. Which means I create a pandemonium because I already have the solution for that thing. And watch this, I patent the solution, um, and because I patent the solution, um, then in order for you to get the solution, you have to pay me. So uh, pharmaceutical companies operate uh, with that, with that uh, mindset. Not all, but there definitely is... Um, pharmaceutical companies um, um, live off of people getting sick. If you don't get sick, pharmaceutical companies go bankrupt. Do you see what I'm saying? That is why there's no such thing as a permanent oil change. 
Oil changes only last for three months and a certain amount of miles. And then you got to go get it again. Did you catch that revelation? All right, so have you considered that there are pharmaceutical behemoths behind the scenes pushing an agenda, pushing an agenda to be able to bank in on billion in, in, in a billion dollar industry. Hence is the reason why chemtrails could potentially be possible. Hence is the reason why they don't clean the water in Flint, Michigan. Because then uh, the water solvent pharmaceutical companies bank in on providing medicine to help waterborne diseases get resolved. And all these systems are working and they're all working for each other and banking each other out. That is why a couple of years ago, there was what we would call, we watched it on the news, the bank bailout. They were banking, they were bailing banks out. They were helping each other, basically. Did you, did you catch that? So these things go on. Uh, these things uh, go on behind the scenes. Number four is this. There is a ruling principality called Pharmakia. And this particular demon works with mammon. And there is a demonic, uh, abysmal, an agenda coming out of the abyss. Watch this. To make God's people become sick. Um, and, um, and to be born with diseases. Now watch this. Look at this. Let me read. Let me read this verse to you. Now watch this. Look what it says. The book of, I believe, uh, it's the book of Exodus. Yeah, the book of Exodus. Um, you go look this up. And the Lord told Moses to the children of Israel, if the children of Israel, just look this up all over the book of Exodus. It says, uh, the Lord told Moses to tell the children of Israel if they will hearken unto my word um, and be obedient unto my commandments, then I will not send them the diseases that I have sent among those in Egypt. Okay, so watch this. So there is a covenantal promise that when you and I walk in obedience, we can become disease-free. Now, this is Old Testament. Now, I understand this is under a dispensation, and, you know, we could, we could kind of theologically wrestle, wrestle with that. But nevertheless, watch this. The devil knows if he can make God's people live in sin or sin and violate, watch this. The commandments of the law of the law of Moses, then God legally cannot hold his hand back when disease ravages his people. Understand, watch this. When God said, watch this, when God said, if my people will hearken unto the commandments that I have given you this day, Moses. Then I will withhold from them all the diseases 
that I allowed in Egypt. I will hold back. And then he goes to breaking that down. Now watch this. You keep thinking that the commandments he's talking about is the Ten Commandments. No. You forgot that there are dietary commandments. There are civil commandments. There are ceremonial commandments. There are relational commandments. All in the Old Testament. Let me wait. Let me say that again. Let me say it again. You keep thinking, I am obeying the commandments of the Lord. I, I'm following the Ten Commandments. God is not talking about the Ten Commandments. He's talking about the law of Moses. There are dietary commandments, like don't eat swine. Now, I'm not saying eating swine is a sin, but I am saying eating swine is unhealthy. There's no way around that. So you can't get mad if you get sick with tapworms. Pork has tapworms in it. Come on, don't play with me, man. Don't play with me, man. Like, listen, the Lord is saying don't eat the, the bottom feeders of the ocean. Eating lobster and shrimp is not a sin. As a matter of fact, it is absolutely tasty. But these animals are bottom feeders. They eat the feces that all the animals release within the droppings as they go about swimming the oceans. And then we're eating that. Well, guess what? It's not a sin. You can enjoy it. Nothing wrong with that. But technically, uh, it is unhealthy. That's why the vast majority of people are allergic to seafood. There's a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying don't eat it. I eat it. Do you see what I'm saying? But you can't get mad if eating that and in 10 years from now, and now you're approaching 50 and you got high blood pressure. Well, what the heck? You've been eating pork for the last 15 years or 30 years. Did you catch it? You can't get, you can't get mad. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, what does this got to do with autism? Is that I think all of this plays a part. All of this plays a part as to the reason. Now, this is my gut feeling. I do not believe that autism is the result of a generational curse. But I do believe it is the result of generational bad eating and bad living and, and, and bad altered lifestyles. And not only that, living in an environment where the atmosphere is toxic, like living under smog and living um, in roach-infested buildings. And uh, do you know that, that living in a roach-infested building is the main cause for asthma? Do you, did you know that? That clutter and roaches are the main cause for asthma? Roach droppings? See, we don't know this stuff. So we say, I got asthma. I got asthma. Amen. Clean your house. Baby, you got to clean your house, man, or you got to move. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so we over here, I bind you, spirit of asthma. Spirit of asthma, come out of me. Spirit of asthma, come out of me. And you got your house that's cluttered with dust. Like, do you know that the Bronx is the highest 
for asthma cases in the whole world, the, in the whole U.S., the Bronx. You want to know why? Because the Bronx is dirty. And I'm in the Bronx, baby. You know, we in the hood, man. You go to the, it is what it is, man. <laughs> like, it just, it is. It is what it is. Okay, so, watch this. Um, so, watch this. Our environment is polluted. The way we eat is polluted. The way you get vaccinated is polluted. And then not to mention our lifestyle is polluted in sin. Look at this. Romans chapter 7 says, I know that in my flesh, in my members, dwells no good thing. Which means genetically our bodies are predisposed to sin. And sin, according to Romans chapter 7, affects the body genetically. Genetically. The Bible says in Romans chapter 7, it says, I know that in me, and there is parentheses, in my body, uh, uh, Romans chapter 7 verse 14, and keep reading after verses 14, right, all the way to the end of the chapter. It says, in my body dwells no good thing. Now watch this. If you skip on over to Romans chapter 8, you're going to find that the Bible says the flesh, the flesh is enmity against God. It can't even submit to the law of God. Okay? Do you see what I'm saying? So, so, watch this. Included in that is, watch this. Growing up not living for God or growing up not obeying the commandments of God can also cause God to withhold his protection because nobody in your family is getting the point. So what am I saying here is this, is that before we say autism is the result of a generational, generational it's a demon, it, it, it's a demon, so you must cast it out. Let me read something to you found in the book of Leviticus. Look at this, the book of Leviticus. Leviticus, write this in the chat room. Leviticus chapter 21, verse 16. Verse 16. Watch this. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron. In all future generations, none of your descendants who has any defect will qualify, you know what I'm saying, will qualify to offer food to his God. Watch this. No one who has a, who has a defect qualifies, whether he is blind, lame, disfigured, deformed, or has a broken foot, or arm, or is hunchback, or is dwarfed, little people, or has a defective eye, or skin sores, or scabs, or damaged testicles. Verse 21, 
No descendant of Aaron who has a defect may approach the altar to present special gifts to the Lord. Since he has a defect, he may not approach the altar to offer food to his God. However, however, he may eat from the food offered to God. My God, listen, man, catch this, catch this, wow, wow, if this isn't God addressing special needs, I don't know what is, listen, God is saying, first of all, that special needs can be saved, they can eat the food from my God, <laughs> that's, a, that's what's up. I'm getting amped up thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? The verse here is saying they can get saved. But, look at this. But the Bible says when it comes to operating in dimensions of ministry, they can't. Not because God don't want to, but because their special needs Oh, what does this mean, mama? That your autistic boy can get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Let me say it. Your 21-year-old daughter with Tourette's can get filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Ah, the verse here says, though they are born with a defect, they might not be able to be in ministry but they can taste of the glory. That is why, mama, when you take that autistic boy to church, you do see him lift his little hand and he's worshiping. He's worshiping and he's seeing angels and he's seeing Jesus smiling at him from the altar and the Holy Ghost is smiling at him while he's on that wheelchair. The Holy Ghost is looking at him from, from, from the altar and the angels are waving at him and you see in your special needs boy and daughter sitting there smiling looking at something that's because Romo the Bible says that even though they are special needs even though they are dwarf even though they are defective eye even though they are lame God said they might not be able to minister in ministry but they can receive the glories of ministry. Mama, I'm here to tell you though, the autistic boy might not be a demon, but the Holy Ghost can flush autism out. Rock on the Man, I'm feeling the glory. And though your child may be special needs and has the mind of a three-year-old, but the body of a 30-year-old, they can get the Holy Ghost and God can still touch them and God can still film and they can still right there on their wheelchair. They can still get the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in, 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 in heavenly language and in tongues. Whoa, mama, I'm here to tell you. This verse is actually saying that terminal illnesses and various dysfunctional, malfunctional, biological, chemical imbalances are not a demon because had it been a demon in this verse, God would have told you so. What is going on is that they are they are the consequence and the result of a bunch 
bunch of generational stuff that's been going on, environmental, you know, biological, on the way that was brought up, their surroundings, and all of that stuff. But God is saying their spirit is not contaminated. Their mind is not contaminated. Their brain is, but not their mind. Their body is, but not their heart. What's happening in this verse is God is saying, though they might not be able to sit there and preach a message and to prophesy, but they can receive the spirit of prophecy while they're sitting there on a deathbed or on a wheelchair or walking with a cane or walking with a defective eye or maybe they have a cleft lip or maybe they don't have, or maybe they're mute or maybe their hands are dysfunctional from cerebral palsy. But God is saying, that's just the flesh. God says they can still eat. Why? Because faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the living God. As long as they can hear, as long as they can hear, and let me tell you something, as long as they can hear words that are spirit, not words that are in the natural, God ain't talking about understanding English. Jesus said my words are spirit and they are life. So every time I'm preaching right now, but in the spirit realm, somebody's hearing a heavenly language. And even though I'm talking English, God is saying something else with my expressions and my gestures. Because Romans chapter 8 says, we don't know what we should pray for. Mama that's watching me, maybe you don't know what to do with your autistic boy. Papa that's listening to me, maybe you don't know what to do with your Down syndrome daughter. Uh, listen, grandmama and auntie that's taking care of a niece or a nephew who has Tourette syndrome or some of this other stuff. Maybe you don't know what to pray for, but God said I sent you the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost helps in our weaknesses without words that don't have to be uttered. All you got to do is sigh and travail. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit prays through you with groanings, with groanings that cannot be uttered. Sometimes you don't have to pray, but if you grab your belly and travail and groan, the Holy Ghost will rukunda munda stila kia turakai Son, I'm gonna send glory on your Down syndrome daughter. I'm here to tell you that God is saying it is not a demon, though demons can use it. I'm not saying that autistic autism is only biological, there could be a demon of autism, but I'm not here to tell you the diagnosis. I am here to give you the solution, and the solution, mama, and the solution, papa, is the Holy Spirit and fire. Right now, lift your hands and pray in your heavenly name. Now, for the next couple of moments, Rakanda de la Bosche Abasaya Randa de la Bosche Kete de Dede Bosatarabakaya Rende de Roboche Catalabando Robocoto Roboche Abasaya. Come on, come on, come on. You better get this. 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 
Yeah, come on, mama. Come on, papa. Dealing with that, with that family member that got all these special needs. God said, God said, I can still fill them. I can still baptize them with the Holy Ghost. I can still saturate them with glory. I can still touch their tongue. I can still touch their mind. I can still touch their spirit. Their body belongs to what's going on, to their sickness. But God is saying their spirit belongs to me. And they can still eat of the food offered to the table, offered at the table of my God. My God, this is a good word. My God, this is a good word. Mama receives strength right now. Papa receives strength right now. Put your hand right on my hand. Put it. Come on, Mama, Papa. Now. Receive strength now in Jesus' mighty name. Receive strength now in Jesus. Come on. Put your finger right here. Put your finger right here. Come on. Come on. Now in Jesus' name. Receive glory. Receive glory now in the name of Jesus. And to end this, God can heal autism. God can heal Down syndrome. God can heal any special needs out there. God is a supernatural healer. Jehovah Rapha, God that heals us. Glory. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.